Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, here to give you resources to make life with your cat more rewarding and, of course, behavior-free. And we're doing this because Cat Talk Radio is an outreach program of Cat Behavior Solutions, which is a nonprofit dedicated to providing education resources that reduces rehoming of cats because we want to intercept those problems in the home before you ever decide to take your cat to a shelter because, you know, shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats in the United States. So we are doing our part here in our little cat corner of the world to try to make an impact on that. And if you'd like to help us stay on the air, please consider making a donation. You can find a link to PayPal on our website, which is catbehaviorsolutions.org. And any amount helps to keep this information flowing to you free of charge. And today I'm joined by my co-host, Dewey Bond. Hey, Dewey. Hello, my beautiful wife. How are you today? I'm doing well. Great. And it's good to, for, to be here in the uh, big state of New Mexico. I want to let everybody know that we're here in this area. And if you are also in this area on July 14th, you can come to a free seminar Molly will be doing at the Animal Shelter. I've gone to one of these, and she did a great job then, and I'm sure she's going to do a great job next time, too. New Mexico's a big state. Might want to tell them where in New Mexico. That's true. (laughs) Which shelter? There's a few shelters even in New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We are in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe is a great place to be, and uh, if you're in the area, please come by the Santa Fe, New Mexico shelter and see Molly, and uh, she will definitely give you some good insight on how to help the behaviors with your kitties. Yeah, on July 14th, we're doing a a fun one. It's kind of the overall soup to nuts, comprehensive, how to stop unwanted behaviors if you have them and how to prevent them from happening if you don't have any yet. So it's a, it's a really good seminar. It's a little long because it is like a just a brain dump of everything you need to know about keeping your cat species happy. So if you are in the Santa Fe area in the middle of July, which is an excellent time to escape the heat, if you're somewhere in the south that's ungodly hot and humid, then... Uh, by all means, make it a reason to come to Santa Fe and spend a long weekend. Yes, and if you happen to have an area that you would like Molly to come to, then please let us know that also. And uh, if you have had any help uh, by listening to these podcasts or maybe by the Cat Behavior Solutions blog, or maybe Molly has come to your home and done a consult for you, we'd love to hear how the differences made you and your cat uh, in a better turn into a better relationship. So uh, please email Molly at molly at cattalkradio.com and we'd love to come to your area if uh, if it makes sense. We would uh, 
Molly could be there to uh, come to your shelter and do some introductions to cat behavior. Uh, today we're talking about playing with kittens. What fun. We like to play with kittens. We often have some of those. I don't know if there's a wrong way or a right way to play with kittens. So tell us what that's supposed to look like, Molly. Yeah, there there's certainly wrong ways and right ways to, to play with kittens. And I wanted to do this topic today. We're we're recording this in June. And it's you know, it's podcast. You might be listening to this in January, but um at this particular time of the year, the shelters see an influx of a ridiculous number of kittens. Like in the Dallas shelter right now, there are one hundred and seventy-eight underage kittens. And so there's this is the time of year that a lot of people get a new kitten. And when you get a new kitten, if you don't play with it correctly, you could end up with a cat with aggression issues. A lot of the aggression cases I have are due to um, kittens that were played with roughly. There's well, There was one here in the Santa Fe shelter that had been on bike quarantine three times. And, and it was really a inappropriate playing as a kitten and he didn't learn bite inhibition and it was a, a difficult cat to work with and a difficult cat to place so it's a very important topic so if you're listening today and you have a new kitten congratulations because that's just so much fun and what a great new family member you have and so I want to start with the basics. Kittens have a window of time up until about 12 weeks for us to shape what will become a well-behaved cat. So, and, and that is starting with maintaining a healthy relationship, both physically and mentally for your cat. It's important to teach them the proper way to play and to interact with you and other members of your household and visitors that come by. I have to admit, I, as a young person, having a young kitty, uh, a young kitten, I used to play with it with my hands, and you really taught me a lot about how not to do that, because I can see them growing up, and then they become more aggressive, and they think of it as fun and playing, but then it gets worse, and then it starts hurting people, and I can see I, I made a grave mistake. So let's start with why is playing important to a kitten? Well, it's a, it's a huge important part of kitten development. Kittens use play to explore their environment, to establish social relationships with each other, and to learn their boundaries. Man, I, I just wouldn't think of it that way. I mean, you, you, your kittens are just so fluffy and fun to play with. You just want to go down there and wrestle with them like a little it's baby such a guy thing i mean you guys are the <laughs> maybe, worst you're always maybe, like with the maybe big you should spider do hand a, maybe over you should the do kittens. one of these things where you podcast where you do the difference between men and women and how they play with things i think that's probably a good thing to think right, about we're gonna do a podcast on the differences of how men and women play with things i don't think so that's a different <laughs> well, show Kittens and cats. <laughs> now you got me embarrassed. <laughs> do you see him blushing? <laughs> yeah, blushing hard. What ages do kittens start playing? So kittens begin socializing with their litter mates, you know, four to seven weeks, 
sometimes at three, but at three weeks, they're still, you know, they're still learning to kind of eat solid food and stuff like that. So four to seven weeks is when they really start playing rough with their litter mates. And then from weeks seven to 14 is where they have their most active play period. And the kitten-like play behavior usually persists in cats up to about two years of age. And of course, sometimes beyond, you can have much older cats that still love to play and, and chase things around. Yeah, so what's our role in kitten playing? Sounds like we should just make sure to get two so they can play together. That really sounds Yeah, that is that is absolutely, you know, either adopt two together or make sure that they are in a litter with same age kittens, you know, until they become adoptable age or beyond obviously we're talking here 12 to 14 you know weeks which is you know three to four months so um so if you're going to get a young kitten yeah two is a great idea not only do they keep each other company and somewhat out of trouble of course you know double double the trouble too there in some cases but but they also learn from each other Playing teaches them bite inhibition. So like when one of them bites the other really, really hard, they learn, oh, that's too hard. Ow, okay, I know how to bite softly or when to bite and where to bite. And, you know, an unsocialized kitten, like I said, runs the risk of being aggressive when it grows up. And that could look like a orphaned kitten. You know, maybe there's a, a bottle baby that was left out and, you know, you think you're doing the right thing and you bottle feed it and you hand raise it and all of that. And, you know, and it and it grows up to be an aggressive cat. It's not your fault. It's just that it didn't get the opportunity to learn those things from its siblings and its mother. They really need their families to to learn that kind of stuff. So it, uh, you know, and, and a under socialized kitten like if you're not playing with it properly also runs that same risk so is this uh, one of the times where i've heard you in the past say that you know one cat doesn't necessarily need another cat and there's no real hierarchy is this one of the times that that doesn't really play in where really uh, two kittens growing up to adult age is beneficial well, I'm glad you asked because I had someone else that has attended almost every seminar I've ever done. At least she's been to every seminar in in Texas that I've done. And she asked me the same question just the other day. And, uh, and she misunderstood. We're talking about the difference between cats and kittens. So once they're adults, they begin to get very territorial. And it's difficult process to introduce a new cat into a cat's territory. It's a slow process for those two to get along. Kittens, however, are used to being in a litter, you know, up until about five months of age. So if you're going to get a kitten, get two. And, you know, they can keep each other company their whole lives. Now, I've also seen sibling cats kind of care less about one another when they grow up. So it's not necessarily meaning you're going to get one of those bonded pairs that sleeps in a yin-yang ball, you know, together all the time. There's no guarantee about that. And in fact, they say that a mother and an offspring have a tighter bond over two kittens together. Someone is calling in. Hold on. All right. Who is this caller? <laughs> I don't know. No one's available to take their call. 
<laughs> that was the caller from Chicago. It was, and we missed it. <laughs> we missed him. Please call back, Mr. Caller from Chicago, or ma'am, <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Please call us back from Chicago. <laughs> what about uh, orphan solo kittens that come into the shelter this time of year? Well, as I said, hand-raised kittens or kittens that are weaned too early, you know, tend to lack normal socialization opportunities that they would get with their litter mates and their mother, and you're going to have to spend special attention during playtime. So appropriate kitten play should be started at a very early age, and it may be up to you to properly socialize your kitten, you know, in lieu of it having litter mates and a, and a mother in order to minimize the risk of painful bites later or scratches or other aggressive behaviors. So what does a right kitten play look like? Well, first, you need to be committed to setting aside time every day to play with your kitten. And you need to use a variety of toys. Um, some really great ones are ping pong balls, little soft stuffed animals, crinkly paper that's the best. Those little crinkly balls are like kittens' favorites, but you can also just wad up a little piece of paper too. But um, and wand toys, you know, wand toys are the most important thing because that is what prey play is, and you know, it's important for a kitten to learn how to hunt. These are the kinds of things that mom teaches them. And so when you have a, a wand toy, you know, which is the stick, the long stick with the little furry mouse or feathers and crinkly paper on the end, and you make that go around the corner, the little kitten can't help but run and chase it and bite it. And those kill bites are very important. I say this all the time that when a, when a kitten or a cat does a kill bite in a simulated prey play sequence or a real one for that matter it releases serotonin in their brain which is a a mood controller it it helps calm the cat and they have found that serotonin deficiencies in cats are pretty congruent with extreme aggression so you know use the wand toy that's the most important thing but kittens are easy you can also toss a ball you know, it's a good time to teach them, too. You can teach them how to fetch and things. So so you've got to, first, you've got to set aside time every day to play with a kitten. You know, that that goes back to what we were commenting earlier about, you know, men and women. And it's all about the toys, right? Because I like the toys that look like a little fishing pole where you can throw something out there and you cause the kitten to run after it and, you know, maybe uh, I like playing with the wand toy more so than maybe some lady likes to play with a feather or a string or something like that. So I think there are some differences in what kind of toys the men or women play with the cats. So maybe it's you a, guys uh, like your fishing. So, yeah, uh, think yeah. of it like fishing. Yeah. All you guys yeah. out there with kittens. Think yeah. of it like fishing. You know, yeah. but guys actually tend to like to play keep away more than women do so they get the mm. wand toy and they want to play keep away like ha, you didn't get it ha, you didn't get it, it yeah yeah really yeah yeah, for guys. yeah yeah that's that's what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah that is you see wrong that. Yeah. that is wrong and and you ladies are like okay play a little bit okay bite it it's yours right <laughs> we're like nope that, bite. that nope. kill bite is nope. the important nope. part <laughs> you guys are all about the chase See, yeah. we were all about the catch. I think now we're down to something here. <laughs> yeah, now you can start rolling that into I, something. I knew there was something underneath all of that. I just couldn't spit it out earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's it. <laughs> so I didn't think about the play itself being a positive reinforcement. 
yeah, the play in itself is, it can be used as a reward, but you can also provide treats and verbal praise for any appropriate play behavior. So, you know, like when your cat is playing and it's great and you're doing the wand toy and they catch it and they bite it, give them a treat. And it's also, so the the play is positive reinforcement in itself because it's fun for the cat. So anything fun is positive reinforcement. Anything the cat likes is positive reinforcement. So when you're playing, then take the opportunity to pet the kitty too. But if he's really wound up, be careful because, you know, he's like all wound up and he's going after the prey. And then you stick your hand in there and pet him, they can turn around and bite you. So if you have a kitten that gets wound up like that, that's okay. Just don't stick your hand in the mix. But if you have a kitten that loves to be loved on, go ahead and and do some positive reinforcement like that as well in the middle of a play session. So, you know, independent play is also important. You know, we're talking about kittens playing in groups and with their siblings, but, but playing by yourself is important for establishing a healthy kitten lifestyle. So, you know, be sure to provide plenty of toys for your kitten to play with while you're away. You know, there are things like you know, in our foster room, our kitten foster room, we have that crinkle tunnel. It's this it's this tunkle, tunnel made out of crinkle stuff. So when the kittens scamper through it, it crinkle crinkles and it actually has little blinky lights and stuff like that and a hole in the top. So things like that that you can put toys in and they can race through and get and play and things that are dangling off scratching posts. And then they have those automatic toys that are battery operated too. We have one that's kind of a wobbly thing that has a a plastic bent plastic tube and then a feather hanging off of it and it wobbles and moves the feather around and then there's the other one that has the the skirt that covers the arm and it goes around in a circle and the little toy peeks around the edge and that all those kinds of things are great to leave like when you're not there to do interactive play with the kitten make sure they have plenty of toys so they can play by themselves also. You know, one thing I'd like to bring up, you mentioned in, in that piece right there, you talked about how if a kitten is wound up and you reach your hand in there, I can tell you for a fact, they have the smallest little teeth and the smallest little <laughs> nails, and man, can they rip you to shreds really fast. So I think that's, you know, whether they're scared or they're wound up, kittens just seem to be laser ready. I mean, like razor ready, not laser, razor ready they can <laughs> they can draw the blood quickly so be careful of that mm-hmm. so um what do you think a kitten is playing rough with what you what do you, you mean what do you what do? do you do what do you do yeah like yeah. when a kitten's playing really rough yeah, with you well, like yeah, that yeah, well it's in, it, it's important to address those issues as soon as possible if you've got a kitten that every time you go to pet it you know let's say outside of a ramped up play session you go to pet the kitten and it grabs your hand and bites you and you know rolls on its back and tries to rip your wrist open with its back legs and stuff like that you know you've got to you got to get on this situation quick because when that cat's 12 pounds you don't need that cat doing that to your children or your visitors or or you certainly so at the first sign of aggressive play first thing you got to do is remove your hands and feet from their reach So, you know, stop doing what you're doing and get out of way. 
you know, even if you have to go to another room and shut the door. So hands should only be associated with loving and petting and comforting and positive interaction with your kitten. You know, hands are not toys. Don't do the big old spider claw over the kitten. And then, you know, when they're teeny tiny, that's kind of funny because the kitten's like, oh, and he gets all excited and grabs it and wiggles. And, and it's it's tempting to do, you know, using your finger, wiggle finger as a toy. You know, don't do that. Have a toy. Let the toys be toys. Let the toys be prey. Your hands are not prey and they're not to be r- rough housed with the hands are only for feeding and petting and doing nice things so when you have a situation like that like I said step one remove your hands and feet from their reach and then redirect their attention with a proper toy from a distance you know or leave the room so you know get out of their way and then take a ball and toss it so that they you know run after it but under no no circumstances should they be allowed to continue playing rough with fingers or toes. You know, it's so hard not to do that. Kittens are just so cute. And every time you move your hand or you move your foot, they pounce on it. <laughs> so no, you almost, <laughs> you, you almost like when you're, on, when they're on the bed and your hands under the covers or your foot's under the covers, you just kind of move it around and they're just jumping on it. And, and, and I can see where that's a, a problem. As, as I've said, I've, I've, guilty of playing that way and it's not turned out to be a good thing just like you know when they have their claws out so what if they're using their claws a lot while they're playing so if your kitten's using claws too much and scratching people and of course playmates you want to redirect that to a scratching post so scratching posts, especially those with like a little toy at the top dangling off, are a great way to introduce your kitten to this being the proper place for scratching. So you want to reward the kitten when they use the scratching post so that they realize, oh, I go climb the scratching post. I use the scratching post. Oh, I get something good like more play, petting, a treat. You know, and they go, oh, that's good. I'm going to use scratching posts more often and it will help teach them as they grow old. That's what the scratching post is for. However, you know, you can get these little 18 inch scratching posts for kittens and those are great while they're kittens. But remember, as your cat grows, that scratching post needs to grow in height also because a cat needs to be able to do a full on stretch on that scratching post for a a big back stretch. So it's got to be you know, heck, like the one we bought is almost four foot tall. And um, so you got a scratching post, good thing, got to grow with the kitten. <laughs> so um, when a cat's a kitten is doing all that, would you pick them up and go put them on the scratching post? Is that kind of what you're saying? You know, kittens uh, jumping on my feet or jumping on my hands and I don't have a toy nearby and they're using their claws and feel like they're trying to scratch me. And then I would take them over and put them on the Put them on the pole. Is that right? Scratching. Well, you don't. You don't want to pick up a kitten that's scratching you, because okay. again, that might be Clarify misunderstood that. as rewarding negative behavior. So that's bad behavior. And picking up a kitten to the kitten is, oh, that's a reward. So you don't want to do that. You want to get something to lure it over, like a toy or a piece of ah. string or something, and lure gotcha. it over to the scratching post and run it up the scratching post and they'll ah, chase see. after it with their claws and then that climb makes the post. Sense. Then you give them a treat. 
And then they ah, see. to get the association quickly that, ah, clawing scratching post, good thing. <laughs> All right. So are there appropriate ways to punish bad clawing or rough playing? You, you always want to stick with positive reinforcement of good behavior as the best training method. You know, you certainly don't ever, you know, a lot of people will say, just boop your kitty in the nose. Do not boop your kitty in the nose, for God's sakes. I mean, first of all, cats don't have Don't boop most, anybody. Don't boop, <laughs> boop you in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> don't boop anyone. <laughs> they have the most sensitive sense of smell that is their strongest resource for interpreting the environment around them and you know don't flick your cat in the nose i mean it first of all it scares them and then hands are scary so don't don't boop don't smack don't swat them in the butt none of that stuff so you want to do positive reinforcement so when the cat is doing good things like laying there and cuddling and purring and being a good cat and not biting, you want to give them a treat. And, you know, you want to pet them in appropriate ways that they like. Obviously, if you're petting them and then they turn around and bite you, they're telling you, I don't like that or that's too much. So go with the cat's pace and do what the cat's telling you that that they like. Now, the other thing is, if if you have a cat that's just totally not responding to positive reinforcement, you know, to the ignoring so that, you know, the first thing you want to do if you have bad behavior is you ignore it. You know, you just, you don't react. Um, But if you have someone that's not doing that, you want to do a surprise aversive technique. And it's what that is, is that's like remote punishment, Um, you know, loud noises. So whenever you're, you've got to make sure though that the kitten doesn't associate those things with you. So you don't want to use like a squirt bottle because then, you know, you're in the kitten's space and you're squirting it and they see she's squirting it. Oh my God, she's scary, big scary person. That'll make the cat scared of you. They will also begin to immediately associate that punishment coming from you. So the minute you're gone, they're going to do whatever it is that they were doing bad. So not only is it scary, but it's ineffective. So don't do it. But you can get these remote control noisemakers. Like um, I have one on the resource page of the website. If you go to catbehaviorsolutions.org under the resources tab, I've got a link there to the remote control noisemaker. And it's like a it's like a house siren that's got a little remote control. So you can hit the panic button and it and it's like lets out this really loud noise. And that being across the room, then the kitten goes, Whoa, what was that? And it will absolutely stop what it's doing and it won't associate that with you. So that's important that they don't associate the punishment with you. <laughs> You know, and the obvious is never use your fingers and toes to play with a kitten. What might be cute in 10 weeks may be painful in 10 months. That was That's a really good statement. Um, so, you know, as you were describing that a minute ago about the loud noise, I can, uh, we've done that in the past, and it's so cute to see those kittens. And funny when they do that little pyro, what do you call it, pyrotech something. Pylo, Hallow- pyro, pyro erection. Yeah, the little Halloween stance. Well, their hair stands up, their tail goes up, and their back arches like, oh up. Oh, my God, what is that? But yep. that's far better than, like you said, this whole thing is about don't use your fingers and toes. Much better right. than that. 
Right. So, you know, like I said, responding to a kitten's forceful, rough play with force is inappropriate and just must be avoided. And don't ever hit, swat, boop them on the nose or scruff your kitten because it, you know, not only might it injure them, but again, they, they're going to develop a fear of people and it may even cause the kitten to become more aggressive towards hands and feet because they'll learn to associate hands with fear and pain. And that's really something you got to avoid young because if you've got this little window of time here to mold this cat's brain into association and relationship with you. So, you know, yelling is also inappropriate because a young kitten will become fearful of your voice and their ears are far more sensitive to sound than ours. So yelling can be extremely, you know, frightening to them. It's loud and and frightening. So don't yell at your kitten. So what about picking them up as a diversity? I know we talked about not picking them up in areas, but what about picking them up? Yeah, that's, again, another one. Don't attempt to pick up your kitten during rough play because, you know, it's, it may, first of all, you may get injured badly um, because they're all ramped up and, you know, you pick them up and then it's buzzsaw on your hands and arms. But it also might be perceived as a reward, like I said. So it could confuse the kitten because he's not going to associate the rough play with the physical removal from play. So if he's playing too rough and attacks your hands and then you pick them up, then they've they, their association is confused. It's counter to what you want him to think about. You think you're picking up and removing him from play and that's a, a punishment when in fact it got them attention and being picked up is a good thing. And so they think, oh, they got rewarded for that rough play. So that that's another reason you don't want to pick them up. <laughs> you know... It sounds like uh, there needs to be a family playbook for kitten play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As with all training methods, consistency is the key to success. Everybody in the house needs to understand and implement these methods to reinforce positive, non-aggressive kitten play. You know, your young children should always be supervised during their time with the kitten. And, you know, you've got to make sure everybody's on the same page. Because if you have a teenage boy that's doing spider claw hand over the kitten and everybody else is following the rules, well, the kitten, you know, just one person is can ruin the whole thing. So... Everybody's got to understand the rules of playing with the kitten in the house. I'm so guilty of spider claw. <laughs> I've I done know. That so no often. Claw. I know. It was always so fun, but I guess you're right. I mean, and, and that can lead into scratches and, and things that, uh, you know, you don't really want. And, and to mention that, um, if you do get scratched or bit, it's important to wash the areas thoroughly with soap and water. Deep puncture wounds should seek immediate attention uh, at a medical facility. So yeah. make sure that, uh, you know, people understand that this could be serious also because they yeah. are, I mean, they have sharp little teeth and sharp little claws. And if you don't keep that trimmed, they can get pretty deep. And um, as you know, personally, uh, it can get serious with yeah. bacteria. Yeah, 
cats have this unique bacteria in their mouths. And, and because their teeth are so small and sharp, when they bite you, those teeth are delivering that bacteria deep into the tissue. And when they pull the tooth out, you know, your, your, the wound closes because it's such a tiny hole. And even if you flush it, you can't get all that bacteria out because it's gone so deep. So it's very, very, very important not to get bit so you don't have to deal with this at all. Well, that's great. That brings us down to the bottom of our podcast here. So let's talk about, uh, let's just quickly recap some of the things we talked about today. The do's. Number one do, set aside playtime every day for your kitten. That's That sounds good. Number two, we should reward good behavior with treats, affection, and praise. That's really a, a positive reinforcement. Number three, redirect undesirable behavior. That's... That's right. important. Like with the ping pong ball or, you know, something like that. Redirect them to to an appropriate outlet for their aggression. Right. Number five, provide a positive uh, alternative to aggressive play. That's uh, important, too. Number right. Six, like prey play, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Number six, avoid stimulus that provoke this behavior. Uh, so, in other words, no more spider hands. Or right, exactly. Using, don't be using your feet and hands as play toys. That's Right. Any kind of that, situation that you notice that gets your cat all ramped up and makes them attack you, well, stop it. You know, just avoid those situations that are going to provoke that aggressive behavior. Like the person that pets their cat, they go, why? <laughs> My cat's aggressive. I said, okay, explain to me what's happening. Well, she'll be sitting on my lap, and I'll be petting, and after about the fifth pet, she turns around and bites me. And I go, well, stop at four, because <laughs> obviously pet number five is too much for her. You know, she's like, okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, I'm done, you know, so stop before it gets to the done point. And that's good, yeah. So, and the last do that we have taken note here, I think is very important also, if play becomes too rough, remove yourself from the play immediately and ignore the kitten. I think that's something a lot of people don't think about because they think that here I'm by this big person, why do I want to walk away from the kitten? But it makes sense to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the most important one. I think so too. And our don'ts, the number one don't. And here it comes. Dun dun dun. Never use hands or feet as toy. I think we've heard that today. Important. Yep. No spider claw. No spider claws. <laughs> no feet. No hands. <laughs> and uh, another one on the do not list is don't scrub, scruff, tap your kitten on the nose, or hit your kitten. Please don't hit your kitten. And no booping. What would you call it? Booping? No booping on the nose. nose. No booping on the nose. Boop them on the nose. I hear that so many times from from people that are in rescue and deal with a lot of cats, actually. They go, yeah, just boop them on the nose. (laughs) It's like, do not boop them on the nose. I think some of this same stuff is in kid raising also. (laughs) Well, now, kids, I might boop on the nose. Don't boop them on the (laughs) nose and never hit your kid or kitten. (laughs) And another one is don't yell at your kitten or kid. (laughs) Doesn't do any good. Uh, And the last one is don't pick up your kitten to remove from behavior as this can refrain 
the behavior, reinforce the behavior. Right, right. Don't don't pick the kitten up or, you know, don't pick it up to remove it from whatever's happening. That 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 causes positive reinforcement of the wrong thing. But consistency is key. I mean, uh, it is just so con- important. You need to have house rules for playing with the kitten. And if your kitten doesn't respond to gentle play or exhibits persistent aggression, you know, consult your veterinarian because there could be something wrong also physically going on with the kitten. It may be in pain. You know, cats are so good about not showing emotion. You know, maybe in pain and when you touch it, it hurts. And so it's acting out aggressively. So if you if you do all this that we've talked about today and you are playing with your kitten in the right way and avoiding the wrong ways and you still have persistent constant aggressive behavior then get that kitten to the vet and rule out physical things going on yeah you know we didn't talk too much about uh scared and frightened kittens but uh, we know for sure that they can be very aggressive and and crazy (laughs) so beware if you've got a scared or frightened kitten uh, make sure you get welding gloves (laughs) <laughs> they can rip you apart. Dewey had a bad experience with uh, some feral kittens we were fostering. <laughs> we were trying to get them in a in a crate, and he learned the buzz saw. It's like, oh my goodness, they they uh, they can rip you apart really quick when they're scared and they're terrified. So, you know, if you have kittens like that that you're trying to socialize, towels work real well. You know, get a towel, wrap it up into the a kitten burrito we call it, so that it's you know its feet are tucked in the towel and it gives it some comfort being snuggled up like that and then you know gently pet it give it treats put a little chicken baby food on the end of a popsicle stick and feed it while you're holding it and you know stuff like that 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 begins to teach it that oh these big things aren't scary after all I get good stuff when I hang out with these scary people things and uh, but those kittens we had um didn't have enough time for that yet before we had to get them in a carrier. I <laughs> know that was the craziest experience I've ever seen. And and we talk like these cute little kittens. We 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 everybody sees them and everybody falls in love with them. But boy, you don't think the same way of them when you grab one of them and they are just buzz sawing your hands and you instantly start bleeding from all of the little razors going on. So beware of that. Be careful, guys. And uh, if you have any questions, contact Molly at molly at cattalkradio.com. And please let us know if there's anything that's changed your life and your cat's life due to the podcast or something that Molly's done in your life personally through consultation or some of the blogs. Please let us hear from you. Yep, we would love to hear from you. Go play appropriately with your new little kittens. And until we see you next time, keep calm and purr on. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. 
you can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.